Hey there, welcome to episode 78 of Inbound Agency Journey. This is Andrew, and today I'm excited because we've got a special episode where we dive into the Inbound Agency tool stack. In this episode, we're diving into operations, and we're going to discuss all things tools to power different aspects of your agency. It's just going to be Gray and I today, but Gray is Mr. Operations, so I am fired up to bring this content to you. So folks, without further ado, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. All right, Gray, we've got an awesome lineup today diving into operations. Um, and, you know, the operations are the aspects that power the agency behind the scenes, the things that keep the whole system flowing, keep the whole machine running like a well-oiled machine. And we all know as agencies that it can be a, a steep task to keep our operations up to snuff and up and running because a lot of times we're just creative people and we like to do things our way. And sometimes structured operations can make us feel restrained. But I think as we've talked about on many, many, many inbound agency podcasts, this structure can actually be very freeing. And there are a lot of tools out there that when leveraged properly can bring a lot of ease and uh, you know, sunshiny days to our lives as owners. So we want to talk through in these couple episodes, what are some tools that you can use to power your agency and more so gray, as we know is building it, do inbound. It's not just a tool that's going to solve your problem, but you got to fit that tool into a system. So do you want to, uh, first off share with folks, what is this series going to be all about and why do we want to bring it to them? Yeah. Well, I think you did a good job laying the groundwork for, uh, for what we're going to be tackling. But in this uh, we're at least going to start with kind of a very small abbreviated series where it's a real, um, I guess, kind of quick glance, but also pretty in-depth glance at um, a bunch of the tools that we have used and found and why we use them, what we like about them. So we've broken this up uh, into departments. And just so you know as well, a lot of these tools, some of these have been covered. A lot of these tools will be covered on the Agency Toolbox podcast. You can just go to doinbound.com slash uh, agency toolbox or just slash toolbox that'll redirect you to the main page for that podcast and you can grab those uh, grab those videos and resources there's a bunch of bonuses there um, but some a lot of the ones that we're going to hit on here haven't been covered yet in that podcast and so we wanted to kind of break this down so how we're going to do this is break these episodes down into departments so today what we're going to be talking about is kind of on the operations side of things and a bunch of kind of subsets of that. What are the tools that we have used? And then we'll probably do a couple episodes here by department. Uh, and then also as we, as we move forward with the podcast here, do a couple deep dives into the way that we use some of the specific ones that are most popular that we get the most questions about um, to try and answer that for you and help you guys grow your agency. So the caveats here are one that a bunch of these tools are used uh interdepartmentally so whether that's a tool that we use in operations and we use it in sales and marketing and we use it in client services um there's a whole handful of those tools that that go back and forth so that's caveat number one number two would be uh that we don't have all the answers so we've certainly learned a lot over the last five plus years of running Guava Box and now running a second company with Do Inbound. 
Um, but, but there's a whole bunch of tools out there that I'm sure we haven't discovered or that we haven't used or that we haven't gotten as much out of as we could have. So we'd love to hear your feedback and, um, and I'm definitely open to implementing some of that feedback, certainly for ourselves, but also to sharing that with the community. Andrew, any other caveats we should throw out there? Any other legalese you want to toss into the fire before we get going? <laughs> well, I think like the biggest thing that I've learned going through the process of starting a couple of businesses is that tools don't solve problems. Like tools are just that they're tools in the tool belt. And in order to make a tool work, you've got to have a blueprint that you're following. Like if you're building a house and you've got a hammer sitting there, that's great. Hammer's not going to build the house by itself though. You've got to have blueprints and plans that you're going to follow when you go about building that house. So whether you're tackling HR stuff, finance stuff, legal stuff, uh, it's important to kind of run on an operating system and, and have a vision at least of what you're trying to accomplish because the onboarding process for a brand new software tool is not going to reveal the system that you should use to, to run your business in most cases. Uh, you've got to have an idea of how you're going to leverage that tool in the bigger picture. So biggest thing I'd say, Gray, as we get kind of ready to jump into this is um, as you're evaluating tools, know that there's no pixie dust. There's no magic savior out there. Like these are just tools that are designed to help you run your business a little bit smoother. And sure, it's a lot easier today than it was five years ago, um, even a year ago with a lot of these different, especially in the operations area here. I'm excited to dive into this, but um, just kind of to keep your head up and know how these different things fit into the broader picture of what you're trying to accomplish as an agency. I don't think there's a more important point to make than that one. The, the tools help a ton, but they only help if you know how to use them and you know why you're trying to use them. So as we go through this, we're going to try and give you guys some color into what we're looking for, how we're, how we're trying to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish, um, and then what are the tools that we found as we go through that. So here's the way we're going to structure this episode. We're going to start off with kind of the least exciting tools, but ones that we get um, a lot of questions about. So we'll start with like HR, finance, legal, and then we're going to roll down a little farther into um, some of the things that we use in the realm of project management and some of the different things that we've tried out there. Now, obviously, um, you'll probably hear do inbound. Um, we'll talk a little bit about what we use since that's what we're using internally for project management. Um, so obviously you have to keep in mind that we're biased towards that, but we'll also share with you what we use prior to that, um, what some of the alternatives are, and then some of the, some of the tools that we use to augment, um, do inbound in a lot of the ways that we just don't have the functionality built in for, uh, for accomplishing those things inside of the platform. So let's start here, Denver, let's start with HR. Now this is something worse. We've historically been, a small agency at Guava Box with a team of contractors um, at Do Inbound. We're a small team again. Um, so there's not, it's not like we're hiring people every week. It's not like we're firing people every month. Um, and there's not a ton of, uh, a ton of craziness to this. But I figured that where we would start is uh, at the hiring process, since that's kind of like the beginning of the life cycle for folks. And so a lot, there's a ton of tools out there for posting jobs, putting together those job descriptions and tracking that. And so what we have um, looked for and used, and we'll, we'll talk about the tools here in a second, but basically what we're looking for here is a platform that we're going to be able to put up a job post on, um, post the details and have an application form where people are able to submit that route where those applications go and then have transparency into the conversations that we're having 
um, with that prospect and be able to track their timeline kind of as they go down or get kicked out of the hiring funnel. Anything else requirements-wise you'd add on that one, Dimmer? Uh, no, that's good. I think that's a good place to start. Um, I think it's as we go through this, know that like there's agencies out there that are going to be building employee teams and contractor teams. So, you know, you can use some of this stuff with both of those models, depending on how you want to grow your agency and in person and remote. So know that this, this system's helpful no matter what style of team you're going to build. If you're growing an agency, you're going to need to grow a team. That's like the, the number of clients you take is really limited to the amount of the team members you have to service them. So, um, yeah, it's a good place to start. Cool. So here's what we have in the past used a platform called breezy.hr. Um, you guys can check that one out. There's a ton of, um, platforms that look really slick for doing this and I, I would assume work really well. That's the only, uh, platform that we have used in the past for hosting this process and managing this process. What we are currently using, and I'm not sure, uh, where this is going to go, but but I, we feel comfortable with it for now, and it's worked well to this point, is we're simply using HubSpot. So we created another blog inside of HubSpot, and if you go to doinbound.com slash careers, you'll be able to see what these job listings look like and the way that this is structured. Um, if you're interested in having something like this set up for you, uh, let me know. This is something, it's a really simple um, template for this right now. I haven't taken the time to put this together and make it customizable for people, but have been tempted to based on uh, people asking for something like this. So let me know if that's something that you're interested in. They will then fill out that uh, form, get submitted in through HubSpot, and then um, you know they have to go through the whole process from there of what does the interview and job application process look like to get someone to the point um, where, where we're going to make a hire. And I think there's a whole other episode here, Dimmer, that we could certainly jump into around how we do hiring and how we recruit um, talent and and then also retain. I mean, there's just so much that we could dig into. So I think we should save that one for another episode um, and maybe hit on a couple of the other tools that we use, I guess more or less for uh, for helping the team stick together and work together well. Um, we'll call these HR, but they're not, they're not specifically HR tools um, as we roll through this. So let's start with, uh, so we're heavy Slack users here for team communication, and we use a couple... Understatement of the week. That, that is an understatement. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are on Slack all the time, um, and one of the bots that we use is called Howdy. So I think it's just howdy.ai, and that is, so for us as a remote team, um, we've got people in different time zones, which uh, timezone.io is another tool that we use to see uh, everyone's headshots and see um, just kind of see where people are, what time it is for them. That's a side note. That's a bonus tool for you. But Howdy um, is basically like a daily you – can, you can customize and write all kinds of check-in scripts. And so what we have is every single day at 7 a.m., um, It'll send out a quick three-question check-in, just basically asking people, what did you do yesterday? What will you do today? And is anything blocking your progress? So we're just trying to – this is taking the place of a lot of in-person teams have a quick morning stand-up meeting. That's all it is. It's a quick three-minute uh, check-in to see how things went yesterday. 
what are you going to do today? And then obviously as those things, as the days go on, there's some accountability in there. And then also is anything blocking your progress? And so that thing gets reported. Everyone has a chance to see what everyone else uh, has on their plate. And so it's just a little bit quicker than doing a team video call and trying to coordinate time zones for everyone. So we have that automated and use Slack for that. It is like, it's a small tool and it's a small thing, like just three questions, but the like adding howdy into our workflow has been really, really cool because there, it kind of eliminates that need for a, like a five minute conversation around like, Hey, what are you up to today? Uh, what'd you do yesterday? Like it standardizes that. So like, it's a little bit more streamlined for me to just go over and check and say like, okay, what's gray up to today? Or what did he get to yesterday? Uh, but then it also prompts follow-up conversation. Um, or you can say, Oh, I need, I'm, I'm waiting for someone for something or I need someone's help for something else. Um, so I find that, you know, I was a little resistant to this at first, but once we put it in place, it's really streamlined a lot of things and has really made us a more transparent organization internally. So great. We're remote, but I could see this thing being helpful. Even if you are in person, um, you know, it's a lot to get everyone into one room for a stand up at the beginning of the day. But if everyone's checking in on howdy, you can still get that idea of what everyone's up to. Right. Yeah, it is. It, it allows people to, to tackle it uh, on their own time. Um, so if, you know, not everyone, some people, I like, I personally like to get up and get started working early. So I like to get this cranked out at 7 a.m. But if someone else wants to start a little later, um, and it, it just kind of allows for people to adjust and, and get their most productive work done in their most productive time zones. Um, and the other thing that's another side benefit is you've got an archive then of every day's standup. So this is, uh, Obviously, you don't, you're missing out on some of the in-person benefits of doing this in person, but you also have the added benefit of having a documented track record to go back and kind of see where people were doing, what people have been stuck on. Um, and so that's that's an added benefit here is because it is written, it's, it's documented and, and saved. We also use Howdy for a weekly check-in, and this is a little bit um, more recent. We didn't start with this, but have since implemented a weekly check-in for the team where we'll ask, uh, these five questions. So on a scale of one to 10, how happy were you at work this week? And this powers our, uh, team mojo meter, which, uh, is, we're just trying to get a feel for if you had to put it into a number, how satisfied are you? Um, and obviously we'll track that trend and, uh, and look at over the course of the weeks, um, and months, how is that changing? We'll ask what's going well in your role, any wins you want to share from the week. So this one is going to go out every Friday morning is when it goes out. Um, so we're just trying to get kind of what's the plus side. Number three, what challenges are you facing? Where are you stuck? Are you waiting on anyone for anything? That's kind of the opposite of number two there where we're just trying to figure out what's standing in your way and what is challenging you. And that's an opportunity for us as owners or for other team members to jump in and help out wherever we can. We'll ask what are your top priorities for next week. So try and prompt people to think about what are the big rocks that I need to accomplish next week. Um, and then number five, this is more of a long term and just kind of switch up the way that we think. Um, but it's just if you ran the company, what's one thing you would do differently? And so that's uh, trying to get people to think about on a high level, what would I change if I could wave a magic wand and do whatever I wanted with the business? Um, so all of those are questions that we ask on a weekly basis and review and, uh, and prompt good, good conversation as well. Yeah. And that's the thing with these things. Like these are just simple bots you can add in, but what they do is they get conversations started. They bring an element of transparency into the team where if you're remote or if you just don't see someone, you know, a lot, 
you get that opportunity to see you know, who what they're up to and I think it makes a, a deeper connection gray and it's kind of cool to see technology actually bringing the team closer together and helping us get a better view into what everyone's up to. Um, so once people adapt to this process, it's a really, really cool, simple step you can take to get your team talking and get everyone thinking at a high level. Yeah, for sure. Before we move on, I just want to throw out two other, uh, newer, these are not heavily integrated into our work club, but these are, these are Slack bots that I thought people might uh, enjoy or, or check out. Duo, D-U-U-O-O, is a uh, very new Slack bot that just came out for helping you manage your one-on-ones, um, and that's integrated with Slack. I'm not going to go deeper than that one right now. We haven't used it um, other than other than just messing around with it to see if it would work at all, but that's one I thought I'd share. And the other one is called BusterBot. So this one is uh, <laughs> like, like a team workout bot. And when we first started using it, there was a little bug where, so basically what you do is you put in your team members, you put in the number of extra, like different exercises that you want to have it assigned and you pick a frequency and what are the different ranges of exercises it could assign. And it'll be, you know, maybe every 15 minutes it'll pick a, a team member and say, you have 57 crunches to do, do them now. And it'll, it'll track how much exercise everyone does. When we first started using it, there was a bug in the bot where it, even though it was set to, uh, in the settings, it was set to only assign one person for each exercise. It just assigned everyone on the team every single time. So uh, we kind of started to ignore it at first. But that's just a fun one that uh, that is if you're interested in staying healthy and want to gamify that a little bit, Buster. I think everyone's interested in staying healthy. Buster, Buster bot. Bot's the way to go. It'll kick your butt. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Any others you want to add in there, Dimmer, before we move on to finance? No, let's wrap that up. We've got we've been talking for a while already, and there's a lot of more items on this list. So let's keep rolling. We have okay. Let's let's hit on finance real quickly. So finance, I'm gonna just give you guys a real quick rundown. Dimmer, feel free to add commentary anywhere or interrupt me here. If I was starting an agency, the very best invoicing tool that I'm aware of, if I was gonna send invoices and receive payments, is FreshBooks. We used to use it. We no longer use it. We switched to QuickBooks Online and run invoices through there. That is easier than having two systems and we um, are not sending a huge volume of invoices on a monthly basis um, so we're, we're using QuickBooks online but FreshBooks you can't manage all your accounting through there but FreshBooks is awesome for the invoicing side so if we were doing a ton of invoices we would switch back and use FreshBooks for invoicing and either QuickBooks online or zero for our accounting platform. And those are the two platforms that I'd probably recommend on the accounting side. There's a lot of people going towards zero. If I had to make the decision again today, it might be zero. We're already integrated on QuickBooks online. Um, so, and that seems to, to work pretty well. We've got customers who are used to it. Um, so it's, it's not a problem for us, but those are the two, two accounting platforms that I would recommend for your backend. And the big, one of the big wins around FreshBooks was a, it's easy to make beautiful invoices, but B like, the late invoice reminders was a process that we implemented at Guava Box to really get our customers paying on time and training them to take it seriously. So you can like automatically send emails um, a couple of days before stuff is due, when it's due, letting them know that they've got a late fee on their account. Um, you know, those are even if you don't apply the late fee to the client, if you're lenient the first time, like you get, you start to train them to respect your terms. Um, we run on net 21 there and that is 
a really good way to just kind of crack the whip essentially and train them to follow through on what they're trying to do. So that's another thing we really loved about FreshBooks. Yeah, that's definitely way easier. There's no, at least in QuickBooks Online, there's no automated reminder emails that you can have sent out um, on, a, on a basis as you're approaching that due date. And that's a pain point because that means now we've had to revamp the process so that one of us is manually doing that um, as we approach the deadline with clients. There are more agencies that I've talked to who are starting to go towards um, processing more credit cards, keeping those credit cards on file. So if I was going to set up a payment processor, um, there's a whole bunch of tools that you could use. But for credit cards, I definitely use Stripe if possible. It's super easy to use and it integrates with just about everything. Um, if you have to make, so, uh, I kind of want to talk here real quickly about making payments to team members. Uh, so running your payroll and, uh, and paying contractors, that kind of thing. I'd say the two tools that I'd recommend there, um, Gusto, formerly Zen Payroll is what we use to manage our payroll. And that is an awesome platform if you're paying folks in the U S Zenefits, uh, for the last year a little over a year, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this, had a free payroll solution that is now going to become paid at the end of 2016. So if you're listening to this in 2017, it's paid as well right now, and the pricing is very similar to Gusto. Um, so I think both of them are uh, are relatively inexpensive. Um, continue to scale up in price a little bit as you add each new employee or contractor, and uh, and they both work really well. Gusto has been great customer support-wise to help us out with any questions that we have, or we live in, um, and the business is located in Pennsylvania, which is one of the few states that also has uh, local income tax in addition to state income tax. And so there's some complications there. They've been very helpful with that kind of stuff. If you're paying international uh, team members, or if you, um, you know, if you're located, pretty much if you're paying someone internationally, there's a whole bunch of uh, tools that you could use to make payments. So you could just set up um, wire transfers through your bank, which is a little bit of a hassle or a lot of a hassle depending on your bank. Um, but that's one way to go. Another platform out there that you might want to check out is called TransferWise. And um, they have a pretty slick transfer process. It is uh, it is a little pricey, however you're going to do it. So that's something to be aware of. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to add there in terms of making payments to teams. Anything else that you have, um, Dimmer, in terms of uh, Gusto's, benefits, TransferWise, any of those tools that we've hit on so far? No, just it's been a good experience um, on the on the Gusto side. The bank transfers has been a tough, um, like the paying international folks, if you're not going through something like, um, you know, Odesk or like a, a set um, website where you're hiring someone, it can get complicated and, you know, PayPal is a classic option. Um, but a lot of those things can get expensive. So it's just important to look and see what your options are based on the country that you're trying to essentially do business in. Um, cause that can get complicated and I know Gray, you've been working on jumping through a lot of hoops on the, the wire transfer side. So a lot of that does kind of fall back on the bank that you are using and talking to their business banking program and just figuring out the best way to make those transactions happen. Um, but again, just kind of laying out a system of who are we, 
who are we who do we need to pay? When are we paying? And what are the costs going to be for making those payments? So you can have a, a realistic understanding of the overall costs that you're incurring by hiring that person. Um, but I'll I'll tell you what for the domestic thing, Gusto has been fantastic to work with, and they're just really really easy to use, and it's been great. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So I don't have a good banking recommendation. Um, we use PNC here in MPA, but that's probably going to depend on what you're comfortable with. I think most people listening to this, if you've started an agency, you probably have a company bank account in place. And if anyone has a great solution um, that uh, has all the things that you need to run an agency, I'd love to know um, who that is. We've been happy with PNC overall, but um, but that might be something that would be helpful to share. Credit card-wise, um, at least here in the States, I'm a big fan of getting cash back, but obviously depending on what your program, you know, what, what your preferred rewards model is, uh, you can use whatever you want. We use the Ink Cash business card through Chase, and that's been good for us, haven't had any issues, and they've been great about working with us. So that's an idea if you're just starting or looking for a card. Um, but there's a million blog articles about this one. I assume because all of those credit card companies offer referral programs, and that seems to incentivize an awful lot of people to refer <laughs> credit cards. Shockingly, <laughs> they like writing those blog posts. I know. Couple more that couple more tools that I'll throw out here. Um, if you are running a lot of subscriptions, and this could be a high monthly retainer that that you're processing via credit card, or it could be um, maybe smaller services. Um, there are tools out there like bear metrics, um, is a, is a paid version where you can get some Stripe analytics and analytics for other payment processors as well. ProfitWell is one that we use here at do inbound for, uh, kind of tracking and tracking over time. What do a lot of the metrics that we track, um, here look like, what does MRR look like? Churn, lifetime value, uh, average revenue per user, those types of metrics that are common in SaaS. Um, and, and some of those metrics are starting to become more popular in the agency space as well. I think there's still a lot of differences in the business model and the way that things happen. But depending on the model and the way that you offer services, that might be something that you'd be interested in looking into. Another one that may or may not be uh, intriguing would be a service like Bench. Um, so Bench Accounting, where they're handling some of the bookkeeping for you. And there's other options there, uh, Kahuna Accounting. Um, that is a, a quality organization who does some of that outsource bookkeeping for you. Um, so it'd be, it'd be worth looking into those places. If you're looking for an accountant or anything like that, um, if you guys have any specific questions, feel free to shoot that over to us. And if there's any, you know, depending on where you are and type of business that you're running, maybe able to connect to you. Um, if there's anyone who you know who's a great accountant who you'd highly recommend, send that our way as well, and we can share that with the community. And I think – I know we've been babbling forever here. I think that's going to wrap up the finance side of things. That's an important conversation though because it's a non-sexy part of running an agency but something that at some point every owner has to sort out. And I think a lot of people can just kind of fall into the comfort trap of leaving their finances to their accountant but having a good understanding of your books and making sure you're paying attention to those is really important. And also controlling your costs are really important. So if you might be overpaying for, say, a payroll solution right now, or you might be you know, paying for multiple subscriptions that you're not aware of. 
just ke- keeping an eye on your expenses is really important in terms of maximizing your profit margins. Uh, you know, it's hard to grow a really large profitable inbound agency. So let's pay attention to our expenses and make sure that we are keeping everything on track. Um, look at how much it's costing to hire people abroad. You know, if you're transferring funds, doing things like that, that's really, really important to just keep your eye on the ball there in terms of um, what you're spending. And these tools can help you do that. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, let's touch on two more things real quickly here, and then we will save the rest for next week's episode as we, uh, we've, been, we've been chatting away for a while here. So real quickly, legal-wise, this is a question that, that doesn't come up super often, um, but we have gotten this one from agency owners, and this is pretty common in communities like inbound.org is, hey, I'm starting a business and I need an operating agreement. Um, and I don't have an attorney or lawyer who I'm working with right now, or I'm trying to hire a contractor. What should that contractor agreement look like? What should a proposal for a client look like? Um, I'd say <laughs> I'm, I'm really torn on this one. I think that having a good attorney is uh, something that you definitely want to have in place. Um, but but so many attorneys also are just pulling out a you know a, a pre-built boilerplate that they have that they like and. Uh, and just asking you the questions to get to the answer. So I know a lot of people are using legal zoom and stuff, but one resource here might be Docracy as an open source, um, template place where you can go grab a bunch of free templates and compare what people are using, uh, in different areas. Um, I know that I've, we've had a number of questions, um, where folks have wanted to see like, what's the contractor agreement that you guys used at Guava box. Um, and I've shared that with some folks and that's been helpful, but a lot of that stuff you can get and kind of put together in version one. I don't know, depending on your situation. Um, I, I guess that's just kind of dependent on, on the situation to determine whether that makes more sense for you, uh, to take that version one and take it to a lawyer or just start with the lawyer. Um, but democracy out there and we've used language from that for our, contractor agreements in the past and also for proposals as well speaking of proposals let's talk real quickly about um what we use for the how we manage documents at um at guava box and do inbound so what we use for file storage and creating and editing documents and also maybe touch on proposal software real quickly that one might Proposal software might fit as well into sales and marketing, but it's something we have set up on the back end and, and can use in a lot of different ways. Dimmer, you want to lead us off here with uh, how we manage documents and files? Yeah, I'd love to. So we, I mean, like most people out there, I'm sure we've done the dance between Drive and Dropbox, trying to sort out which is the ideal platform for us. Um, and so we've we've landed pretty much on Drive. Like we still have shared Dropboxes that we that we use, but on the agency side, we manage a lot of things in drive, um, because we like the collaboration inside of Google docs, Google sheets and things like that. Um, but the baseline here is come up with a templated file structure that you use that you can coach your team on so that everyone understands where everything is kept. So we have a, like a standard client folder structure, um, so whenever we sign a new client, we just clone that file structure and we've got the same nine base files inside there. And each of those files has subfiles that 
give us a place to put our contracts, give us a place to put our inbound game plans, give us a place to manage the inbound funnel process, the building the engine process there. Uh, we've got our default kind of COS resources in there, all the standard documents that you need, putting them in a template format so you can just copy that, put the new client name on it, but that lives inside the client folder. In addition to the client folder, you're going to want to have you know your marketing folder, your sales folder, operations folder, where you guys are organizing your different processes, uh, keeping track of all of your resources in that structure. Um, but the main thing to think about here is you're thinking about your file system is, number one, how do I make a standardized system so that everyone knows where everything is at any given time? So it's important to just step back away from these tools and build your rubric first. What do I want my structure to look like? You can just construct that on a whiteboard. Um, you know, There's resources online that can help you sort that stuff out. But once you have that idea of what you want to build, then it's easier to go into a tool like Dropbox or Drive and begin to build that sort of a system. I know from the from the Drive side, if if you're a Drive user, it is it's been hard to find a way to clone folders inside of the web app. But if you make a folder and you sync it, um, if you sync your Drive with your computer and then you clone a folder on your computer then it will sync up with Drive that way. That's something I've walked through with a couple of different agencies. Dropbox is a lot easier in that sense, but again, it kind of goes back to just what's the system you want to use to power everything. We like Drive because of the collaboration, and it makes it super easy to use there. And that's also what we've used for a lot of our, we keep our contract templates in there, we keep our proposal templates in there, so that whenever we are you know, quoting a new job, we've got that template that we can just tweak the major parts that we need to. We're not kind of starting from scratch every single time. And that saved us a lot of time, Gray, on that side of things. Um, because we have that structured system that we know where everything's kept and we've got those templates within that system, you know, we're able to be a lot more efficient when it comes to pitching projects. For sure. Yeah, if, if you're interested in seeing the whole layout of our folder structure and everything, if you just Google uh, Agency Toolbox folder structure or go to Agency Toolbox, you can find a whole video where I'll show you guys what it looks like inside the platform, how to set up the best Google Drive folder system for your agency. And obviously, you can use that same folder system in Dropbox or whatever tool you use. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great recap there. As far as proposals, so as Andrew mentioned, we we aren't cranking out a ton of proposals, so we are still using uh, Google Docs for that. Um, but this is something, and we kind of have a bunch of pre-built pieces that are pretty easy to just plug and play in there, and we keep a pretty simple design. There are a lot of folks who are using much fancier designs and uh, have a lot more services that they're offering. And so if that's you or you just like tools, I definitely recommend checking out both Proposify and PandaDocs and uh, seeing which one may be, uh, may be the better fit for you versus just doing it in Google Docs or something like that. Um, those are both proposal management and, and proposal building softwares that uh, that have gotten a lot of praise. And I know PandaDocs is integrated with HubSpot. Um, not sure that Proposify is yet. I should know that. I, I can't think that, I'm, for some reason I'm thinking that they're not. Uh, but check those out and one of those might be a good fit as well for you. Yeah, and just when it comes to those tools or it comes to your Google Drive docs, whatever it is, thinking in those kind of repeatable blocks of text is really helpful. So that kind of goes back even a little bit further to your operating system and thinking about the, the services that you're offering. The more you can productize what you're doing, either the phases of your approach, 
you sell a game plan. So you've got a block of text in your proposal that describe a game plan and what they get there. You're selling a an inbound funnel set or a build the engine set where you're configuring all of their marketing automation. And then you sell inbound campaigns or you sell a website design or you sell a you know specific print design, whatever it is. Thinking those repeatable blocks that I can kind of drag and drop, that's going to help you as you're architecting your proposal system, whether it's a Pandadoc, something like that, or if it's just inside of a Google Drive file, having those blocks of text that you can reuse is really, really helpful. Amen to that. Well, let's wrap up right here. Hopefully that was helpful to you. Um, if it was, let us know. If it wasn't, let us know. If you have other tools you'd like to hear discussed, let us know. So next week, uh, definitely tune in to uh, to learn more about what we use for team communication, project management, um, ways that we use tools like Zapier for connecting services. We'll be diving uh, a lot deeper into a bunch of the tools that we use at our agency. Until then, um, if you enjoyed this podcast, we would obviously love to know about it. Feel free to give us a share or a shout out on Twitter or uh, or let us know what your feedback is. Andrew is at Andrew J. Dimsky. I'm at S. Gray McKenzie on the Twitters. And uh, until next week, I hope that you guys have a great week and keep moving your agency forward. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.